Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I have three tips for you if depersonalization arises. And now we can call this depersonalization or derealization, very closely linked, related to each other. So I will just be using the word depersonalization for today's episode. But depersonalization is important to talk about because it's extremely uncomfortable and very foreign feeling. So when it comes up to people, they rightly so react in a very frightened manner, which only deepens the whole experience because then you are adding more stress on top of it, which can keep the cycle going. So I want you to understand if this ever happens to you or if you are experiencing it now. It doesn't happen to everyone, but it is also much more common than you might imagine. If it ever happened to you, you probably thought you were the only person on the planet that that happened to because it's so darn bizarre. Depersonalization feels so frightening. It is a symptom of anxiety panic. Did you hear that? It is a symptom of your anxiety and panic and an oversensitized nervous system. It is a symptom of your nervous system being too sensitized, on fire, fried. So not to worry. I know that's like you're thinking that's much easier said than done. I understand that, but the more you can understand about this, the less frightened you may be. And the less frightened you are, the more apt you are to ease out of it more quickly and to not add more stress for later on. Because again, what is it that's happening? It is a symptom of anxiety panic. And what is that? It is a stress overload. So we can do this. Hang in there. By better understanding the symptoms, you will be able to avoid what I call the second arrow or the second fear of adding more fear and stress to your anxiety cycle. What is the first arrow or the first fear? The first one is the fact that depersonalization is arising. That's the first arrow. You got shot with the first arrow. It's happening. It's uncomfortable. But the second arrow or the second fear is our reaction. It is our adding to the situation by being overly concerned about it. That is an arrow we take out of our quiver and shoot ourselves with. The first one happened to us, the second one we did to ourselves. So we can stop that second fear or that second arrow by understanding what's happening and backing out of being afraid of it. I know it is a bizarre feeling. So if it happens the first time, you're probably going to be quite afraid. But if you can remember that you heard about this and that it was not dangerous, that it was simply another symptom of an oversensitized nervous system, you might be able to 
float with it, to actually ride it out. Depersonalization is involved with physical sensations, emotions, and thinking, such as thoughts, leaving you feeling that you are not in your body, that you are detached from your entire physical being. The list of sensations include, but are not limited to, changes in your vision. You could have like tunnel vision. That is often one that gets reported to me. Feeling of being unreal. Feeling isolation, even when you are around others. Life can feel like a dream, like you are in a dream state. You could have the feeling of being buzzed or drunk. And you could have the feeling of being on autopilot, like you are not doing things. It's just autopilot. It is a very bizarre and unsettling situation when you are not understanding what it is. So that's why I want to bring it to everyone's awareness in case it ever happens to you. And like I said, it doesn't happen to everyone with anxiety but it is actually more common. It's way more common than I had anticipated when I am working with people. I'm surprised how many people do experience this. I did not experience this myself. So again, you can see it happens to some people, but not everyone with anxiety. While it is a wild and unsettling feeling, it's important to remember that it is another anxiety panic symptom. I can't say that enough. It is a symptom of anxiety panic. It is fed by fear and the feeling of being in danger. Now, there are a lot of theories about why some people get this. It is often referred to Two is a trauma response. So it could have been a traumatic experience where you first had that happen, where you left your body, which is a coping mechanism for the human. And so maybe then you are more liable to fall back into that with high stress situations. I am not clear on that, but I think that there is a lot of thought going into why this happens regardless of why, because that is probably something out of your past that you cannot change. What you can do is deal with it well in the present moment. So don't be afraid. Often people drop into depersonalization by being overly preoccupied with their own thoughts and imagination versus being in the present moment or in the now. So actually, and I wonder if anybody has ever studied this, people with very vivid imaginations often report this to me. So I don't know. Again, is that a piece of it? But most people with anxiety have wild imaginations anyway. So maybe there's nothing to that at all. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. And several studies back it up. 
So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. One Skin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Always be aware when your depersonalization happens, if it does happen to you, that you may be very uncomfortable. Yet, I want you to remember that you are not in danger. The steps to take are the ways to be able to get through it without adding more fuel to your anxiety panic fire that is already going on. That is always our goal to start out. We want to heal completely, but the way to heal completely is to get out of any high stress, any anxiety, any panic, any depersonalization by not adding more fuel to the fire. It's the first step. So let's look at the three tips that I have for you. When this happens, I want you to actually face it, to acknowledge what is happening. This symptom, and I want you to notice it as a symptom and that it is not a real danger, that the situation you are in, can you can ride it out no matter how uncomfortable it is. Now, you may want to let people around you know what is happening. If you have people that you are with that you can trust with such information, just so that you can maybe even relax a little bit so that you know people are aware of what you are struggling with. On the other hand, that may not be good information to share, depending on who you are with. You can be the judge of that, but it may be helpful if you are with a loved one to let them know what you are feeling so that you can relax just a tiny bit knowing someone is aware of what you are going through. The second piece that I have for you is that I want you to not fight your way out. So that would be called acceptance, right? No fighting. We're going to accept what is happening here. Don't fight your way out. Simply bring your attention to your environment. Bring yourself back to the surroundings that you are in, the chair that you're sitting on, the shoes on your feet, the fabric of your clothing. Again, using your sense of touch can be very helpful because you're connecting to what's there with your sense of touch. It connects you with your environment. That can be very, very grounding. So give that a try. And don't be don't be expecting that this is going to just evaporate really quickly. You have to write it out. So accept that. Okay, I flipped into this. My nervous system must be really on fire. And I have to ride this out until it cools and calms enough for me to get back to my usual way of feeling and being. But see it as just a process that you have to go through, not something that you, number one, have to fix 
or number two, run away from. We want to stay away from those things that add a sense of urgency because urgent feelings trigger the amygdala to respond with fight or flight. So no urgency, just, you know, just got it. It is what it is. I got to ride it out. It's unfortunate. I didn't want this to happen. I don't like it. Feels really kooky and weird, but I remember that it's not dangerous. So I will ride it out. And the third one that I have is I want you to get involved with something other than your thoughts, because often it's our, th- our thoughts, right? That get us into trouble, the thinking, the projecting, the what ifs and trying to figure things out. No. So we want to do something that gets us out of our thoughts. And this happens a lot to people who are real thinkers, you know, quite often. So just ride it out. You will find your way by getting involved with something other than your thoughts. Read something. This is a great way to bring some focus. Again, we're going to use our senses We'll be using our eyes and we can read something, read something enjoyable or something lighthearted, but something that is going to keep your eyes on the page. Hopefully it's a a regular book that might be easier than your phone. Sometimes the phone can be hard to read on when we aren't in a good place, but read something. Even if you need to use your phone, read something or call someone, call someone so you can have a little chat, a conversation, ask someone else how they're doing. What are they up to? Maybe get involved in some of their adventures and take yourself out of your own head for just a little bit. Help someone is also another way that can pull you out, but you want to be sure that you feel grounded enough to do that. It depends how deeply you are feeling depersonalized. So You could also do a little work, like you could do something around the house, get a chore done, do something that requires you to actually get involved physically, right? That's why doing chores could be helpful. Putting things away, doing laundry folding, you know, vacuuming, sweeping, doing something physical where you are getting something done, you're accomplishing something, and you may get out of your head with that. A beautiful thing to do is to start to sing. Singing does a number of different things for us, especially when we are anxious or highly stressed because it changes our pattern of breathing. So it is a great thing to do if you are feeling depersonalized. You can begin to just sing. It's going to change your focus. You're going to be trying to remember lyrics. You're going to be trying to stay in tune and you're going to be changing your pattern of breathing, which can really help to send messages to get the parasympathetic nervous system back online so that you can begin to feel calm again, because we can't be singing when we are running from a tiger we wouldn't be. So the amygdala is going to be like, what is going on? Maybe they don't need me anymore. They are singing. So try it. You can try it, especially if you are alone. Why not belt out a tune? You can go for a walk 
or you could just do a favorite pastime. The nice thing about going for a walk is it changes our visual field when we are outside walking. Our eyes go into movement patterns that are very helpful for calming us down. So the old saying of, oh, you're all upset or something, somebody telling you to go for a walk is actually good medicine. So consider that, go for a walk. Or you could do a favorite pastime. You may want to keep something written down that you, a little list of things that you like to do when you are highly stressed or if your depersonalization does arise. Let it run its course as it will. And the biggest thing you can do again is to not be afraid because that adds more fuel to the fire, to the fear, adrenaline, fear cycle. And not being afraid presents a chance to interrupt that cycle and to open up a chance for the relaxation response to re-engage. So it takes time, it takes patience, and it takes the ability to remember that this is not dangerous and I can get through this. I would love to hear from you if you have had these experiences in the past, and especially if you try these tips and how they are working out for you. Thank you for being here. And now for today's quote. It is not the load that breaks you down. It's the way you carry it. And that's from Lou Holtz. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.